Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is January 1st. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope this year is amazing for you as we study the Book of Mormon and draw closer to God through it. Let's continue on in this week's Come Follow Me blog, taking a look at the title page and the introduction, the testimony of the witnesses, everything that we see in the Book of Mormon before it actually starts in 1 Nephi. Now, before we get started, I have to clear something up. I think yesterday I said that the title page was written by Mormon. I think that's because I was looking at the words, the Book of Mormon, and it just kind of got mixed up in my head. The title page was actually written by Moroni before Moroni sealed up the book, sealed up the compilation of the book that his father Mormon had done. That leads me to my first point, and I meant to talk about this yesterday, and I just forgot, I think. But the very first sentence of this title page says, Wherefore, it is an abridgment of the record of the people of Nephi, and also the Lamanites. I think that that's such an important thing to note and to recognize, is that this is an abridgment of all the records that were kept. I think I especially like this because we understand that Mormon abridged these plates. He gathered all the different stories and he put them together for us, knowing and understanding perfectly the lives that we would be living and the things that we would be dealing with in our day and age. In Mormon chapter 8, verse 35, it says, Behold, I speak unto you as if ye were present, and yet ye are not. But behold, Jesus Christ hath shown you unto me and I know your doing. And so Mormon had this understanding of who we were, the world that we would live in, the lives that we would lead, the trials and difficulties of our day. And having seen all that and knowing that, he put together the Book of Mormon for us in our day. And so the abridgment that he made, it wasn't an abridgment for his people or his son or his immediate descendants. It was an abridgment taking bits and pieces of the records specifically for us and for our day. I think that that's so important to understand, especially as we start out this new year studying the Book of Mormon, that everything that we're going to read and everything that we are going to study was handpicked by a prophet of God who knew and saw and understood our day and picked these things specifically for us to help us with the things that we deal with in our day-to-day -day lives. Sometimes I think it's easy to look at ancient scripture and think, well, it's disconnected from the day and age that we live in. It doesn't have much to do with our day and age. It can't help us in our day and age. But my friends, it's my testimony that this book was prepared and saved for our day to help us with the trials and the tribulations and the difficulties that you and I deal with. So let's continue on in the title page. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about how the Book of Mormon was given by the spirit of prophecy and revelation and how we as readers need to receive it in the same way with the spirit of prophecy or testimony of Christ being willing to receive revelation for a confirmation of the truths that are found within this book. In paragraph two, we're going to learn the purpose of the Book of Mormon, why it was given. There are three reasons given here in the second paragraph. This is about halfway through. It says, first reason, which is to show unto the remnant of the house of Israel what great things the Lord hath done for their fathers. So one of the purposes of the Book of Mormon is to show us the miracles, to show us the amazing things that God has done for his people. That is so 
fascinating. And I think, to be truthful, I think we severely underestimate what God is trying to show us with that and how important that purpose is to the Book of Mormon. Oftentimes we just skip right to the third one and say, yeah, it's to convince us that Jesus is the Christ. It's to give us another testament of Jesus Christ. And yes, that is certainly true. And we don't want to overlook that. That is probably the principal reason for the Book of Mormon. But here, the first reason given is to show us the great things that God has done for his people. In fact, that is such an important purpose of the Book of Mormon that the Book of Mormon is literally bookended with that purpose and with that reason. The Book of Mormon starts out by telling us that one of the purposes of the Book of Mormon is to show us God's miracles and his mercies, and the Book of Mormon ends the same way. Let me show you what I mean. In 1 Nephi chapter 1, verse 20, Nephi is going to talk about why he is writing what he's writing. He says, But behold, I, Nephi, will show unto you that the tender mercies of the Lord are over all those whom he hath chosen because of their faith, to make them mighty, even unto the power of deliverance. So Nephi starts off this book by saying, my purpose in writing to you is to show you that God is a God of mercy, and that he will extend those mercies to anyone who has faith in him, and can make them mighty, even unto the power of deliverance. That is how the Book of Mormon begins. Now let's take a look at how it ends. Because if you've taken any advanced writing classes, you know that when you're writing an essay, you want to kind of bookend it at the beginning and at the end with the purpose of your paper. And the Book of Mormon does this very thing. Nephi talks about his purpose there in 1 Nephi chapter 1, verse 20, and listen to how Moroni ends it. Moroni chapter 10, verse 3 says, Behold, I would exhort you that when ye shall read these things, meaning the Book of Mormon, when you read the Book of Mormon, that ye would remember how merciful the Lord hath been unto the children of men, from the creation of Adam, even down until the time that ye shall receive these things and ponder it in your hearts. So oftentimes when we talk about the exhortation of Moroni, we think and we say that he was just saying, hey, when you read this book, pray about it to know if it's true. And that's part of it, yes. But what he's also saying here is, I want you, when you read this book, to ponder and to think about all the great mercies of God that are shown in this book. So the question becomes, why does our Father in heaven want us to understand this? Why is it so important that it's one of the purposes of the Book of Mormon? Why is it so important that we see the great things that God has done for his children? My belief is that God wants us to know that he is a God of miracles. He wants us to know that he is a God of deliverance because he wasn't just a God of miracles and deliverance in the Old Testament or the New Testament or the Book of Mormon, but he is a God of miracles and deliverance today. And if we can see that, then we can have faith that he can be a God of miracles and a God of deliverance in our lives today as well. Obviously, I think sometimes in the scriptures, we're given these big, miraculous stories, and it's so easy. And I think in our modern day society, there are so many people that don't believe that God can work those kind of miracles in our lives now. But it's my testimony that he does. I think we probably don't see the many times in the scriptures where God's answer was no or God's answer was not yet. 
we probably just don't have recorded those times when things didn't go the way people hoped or they didn't get the miracle that they were hoping for. But I believe that the miracles of God are as consistent and steady in our day as they were in the days of old. Listen to how Elder Bednar taught tender mercies and the miracles that we see in our day and age. He says, I believe I have come to better understand that the Lord's tender mercies are the very individual and personalized blessings, strength, protection, assurances, guidance, loving kindnesses, consolation, support, and spiritual gifts which we receive from and because of and through the Lord Jesus Christ. Truly, the Lord suits his mercies according to the conditions of the children of men. We should not underestimate or overlook the power of the Lord's tender mercies. The simpleness, the sweetness, and the constancy of the tender mercies of the Lord will do much to fortify and protect us in the troubled times in which we do now and will yet live. When words cannot provide the solace we need or express the joy we feel, when it is simply futile to attempt to explain that which is unexplainable, when logic and reason cannot yield adequate understanding about the injustices and inequities of life, when mortal experience and evaluation are insufficient to produce a desired outcome, and when it seems that perhaps we are so totally alone, truly, we are blessed by the tender mercies of the Lord and made mighty, even unto the power of deliverance. My friends, I testify that the God we worship is a God of miracles, mercies, and deliverance. He always has been. And one of the purposes of the Book of Mormon is to show you that characteristic of God, so that when we go through difficult things, when we are in the midst of trial and affliction, we will have eyes to see the tender mercies, the miracles, and the deliverance of God in our day and in our lives as well. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 